You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So I watched a clip of Nick Nurse, and I'm pretty sure it's from the coaching clinic you were talking about that you watched. Uh, it seemed like maybe it was overseas somewhere. But yeah. he was telling a story about how, I think it was the year they won the title. Game one that year, they lose to the Magic at home, I believe. And Kyle Lowry had zero points, and they they lost. So they're down 0-1. And much similar to the Sixers, there was a lot of playoff baggage there where people are like, oh, my God, here we go again. And he says he calls Kyle Lowry into his office and he goes, me and you are going to get ripped for the next 48 hours. That's what we get paid big money for. But I'm going to have a team meeting, you know, in an hour or whatever. And I'm going to rip you and I'm going to rip Kwai and I'm going to rip, you know, I think Serge was maybe their third big guy there or whoever. Marcus all all those guys. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to rip into you guys. And he was giving him forewarning on that. And I thought it was a really interesting story for two reasons. One, there was reporting that at towards the end of his tenure, and maybe things changed, he wasn't good at communicating with players. So maybe he became worse at that, but here's- And he was example. asked about that at the press. He was asked right? about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but here's an example of him doing that. But I also thought, and this is where I was going to ask you this, it was a good indication of him being willing to be really hard on his best players. And every team I've ever covered that is good the coach is able to be really hard on his best players because it sets the trend. It sets the environment. Like Nick Sirianni is able to rip into Jalen Hurts on the sideline because he knows Jalen can take it and he knows it's important for the team to see that he'll do that. I'm curious from your time covering Doc, just listening to that story, was Doc that kind of guy? I know I agree on the podium. He was a bit of an excuse maker, but behind the scenes, was he a, I'm going to rip into Joel and Doc because he didn't, I'm sorry, Joel and James, because he doesn't seem like he was that kind of coach. Well, so I will say part of the reason that James didn't appear to be happy with Doc was because of that exact thing behind closed doors, like Doc getting on him less for the on-court stuff. And I was going to say it was for... about traveling, though, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, look, that's part of it, right? Like if you're so, one of the leaders yeah. of the team and you're on the road and you're fucking around going <laughs> to clubs and like you're showing up to shoot arounds and things and you're groggy or right. You're just not all there. Like that's part of the culture. Like you'd say a lot of things about Joel and how he leads, but he's a keep to himself. Doesn't go out. Doesn't do the. So like if he has issues, it's not because he's uh, he's at live in Miami until <laughs> right. four o'clock in the not morning. Not flying to Houston every other day. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you know, but look, I do think Nurse will probably be a bit harsher. I think what that story illustrates is that you have to have that sort of relationship with your stars or your leaders on the team where you can say, 
I'm going to just chew you out. To your point, the, the fact that Sirianni can go to Hertz or that if Nurse can go to Joel, I think it's got to be Joel because I, oh, think James, be Joel. Yeah. I think James, if he's back, has shown like he's just kind of this aloof. I don't know that that's going to get through to him or make a difference to him. I think Nurse has to be able to coach Joel specifically really hard. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to have to be able to live with there might be some blow ups. Like, I'm not saying it has to get to Larry Brown, Allen Iverson territory where Pat Croce has to come in and mediate a, uh, a session and, uh... <laughs> between the two of them and have like a therapy session. Right. But I do think there's going to have to be some angry words exchanged from time to time and that these two are going to have to figure out a, uh, a level of heat and a level of spice that they can get to that the rest of the team can see, hey, look, if Joel is able to be challenged like that. And look, I will say this about Joel. There's never been an indication that he has run away from confrontation from a coach. Like nobody's ever said, oh, he's uncoachable. If anything, it's the opposite. It's this guy is told something or asked to do something and he picks it up in the span of like two days or a week or just an insanely quick amount of time. So I think if nurse really rides him and they establish early on, like, look, this is not because I dislike you. It's not because I think you're a bad player. It's because I know you're the leader of this team and we have to set an example. If they can communicate that early and establish that tone, I think that goes a long way toward, you know, setting the kind of culture that they want. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So a couple things off that. One, I completely agree. I think the perception that Joel might like not enjoy hard coaching. I don't get where that comes from. I was asked that on WIP, you know, oh, Nick Nurse is going to coach him hard. How do you think Joel will handle that? I think people are equating Joel, you know, looking disinterested in game seven with not being coached hard. I think those are two completely different things. Whatever this thing that happens with Joel sometimes where you can just see on his face, he's checked out. I don't think that's because he got yelled at. I think that's just, yeah. who knows, honestly, like who knows what the answer is. But if also, if we're going to go a step further with this, the one example we ever have on camera, I believe, of somebody yelling at Joel and being like, yo, step up, like, you know, doing what people think Nick is going to do is PJ in game four and Joel responded perfectly to it. So, Or, and I want to bring up another example. When Jimmy Butler was here, the famous clip of him yelling at Joel to shoot the ball and yeah. then they're in the huddle and he's like, that's why you shoot that shot. Like Joel responds to people. I guess. Who challenged him? He won. And Bill Self at Kansas, his college coach, was a guy who was like, You're going to be the number one pick in the draft. You're going to be this to a kid who at the time was like learning basketball. (laughs) And he wrote him and said, like, you have to push yourself to be this guy. So I I absolutely think the evidence is there that if you get in his chest and you say, I want and need this from you, that he will respond to that. So my other thing that I've thought since they hired nurse and I'm basing this off how he talked about him at the press conference. And then also the caption from his book where he talks about how you can take Joel out of the game. 
I don't get the sense that Nick Nurse is completely enthralled or like, you know, thinks Joel is God's gift to basketball. But I think that's a good thing. I think Nick realizes Joel has things he needs to work on. And I, I don't I don't think it's good if Nick Nurse comes in here and is like, you know, Joel's the top dog. I'm I'm just here to make, you know, to do what Joel wants. I, I'm so lucky to get to get to coach Joel. And I'm not saying he doesn't think Joel is good. Obviously, he knows Joel is really good. Obviously, he knows Joel is very talented. But even yesterday when he was asked about Joel, and I forget the question specifically, but he started off by saying, yeah, you know, he, he's he's great on the defensive end. And then he starts to talk about his offense. And maybe this is just my hate for defense that is projecting here. But I think the fact that when he talks about Joel, he is very open to the fact that there's things he needs to work on. And we know that Doc famously would not do that to his players. Doc at the podium would, even when Ben was completely unraveling, and I respect this to a sense with Doc, because it's probably, frankly, how I would handle it. But, you know, he was never willing to rip Ben Simmons. I definitely already get the sense that while Nick Nick respects Joel and knows Joel is one of the best, you know, one-hand players in the league, I do think that Nick is very re realizing that Joel has serious issues, you know, he needs to work on. And so I think it's actually a good thing that I don't get the sense that Nick's going to come in here and just, you know, bend over for Joel and do whatever he wants. I think that, that Nick is going to come in here with the real clear-eyed view of, Joel, you're awesome, but here's what I know about you that I can help make you better. Well, again, I know you hate defense, but I, I do. do think the fact that his mind first and foremost goes to defense when he brought up Joel is a really interesting thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, and I brought this up when they hired nurse, he has an offense or he came from, this is an offensive guy. He's an offensive guru. That's why he comes to Toronto it's why he ends up getting the head coaching job. And then over the last five years, people look at him as, oh, look at the type of defense they play. Like the reason they won the title in many ways was because that's one of the best, most versatile defenses we've seen in the playoffs in a long, long time. And so the fact that, you know, he's walking into a team where guy just won MVP because he was the scoring leader for the entire NBA for the second year in a row. And his brain instantly goes to, well, first of all, defensively, he's great. And it's, right. Hey, that should, I would say that should set off some alarm bells, right? Not like bad alarm bells, but like, hey, antenna's up. Like that's where he's yeah. thinking first. And maybe that means on offense, yeah, they're going to play through Joel. Like he's their best player and all that. But maybe that means we're not going to put as much on Joel's plate yep, that, on offense. Yep, yep. And we do need him to be, you know, if he scores 26 a game, but he has, you know, 10%, 15% more to give on a play-to-play -play basis on defense. And however that manifests, like, hey, you're playing up higher. We're going to blitz more. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Maybe that ends up being better for the team. And maybe they can play different schemes and do different things. And so I think that's a really interesting thing that comes out of that, that it's just a small, like he barely touched on, you know, how are we going to use Joel? Again, as I said earlier, they – um they kept it very vague, or he kept it very vague. Like, there's no nailed down, this is the scheme, this is the style, because they don't know what the roster is going to look like quite yet. But I do think he's coming in with more of a blank slate approach for Joel's style and the team's offense. And I think that's a good thing. They're going to yeah. learn this on the fly, and uh, they're going to see what works. Yeah, and that's... 
I think that's better put what I was trying to say. I agree. I I don't get the sense that he is coming in here and being like the world is centering around Joel. I, I think in a, in a way, and I mean this as a positive, not a negative. I think Nick Nurse is going to do what he believes is best for the team, and everybody else has to fall in line. And I think that's what this team needs after a few years of you know not that not that style of coaching. So, all right, Joel, James, Tyrese. Um, Trying to think of what else I, I had from the the press conference. I mean, I do think you can tell him and Maury are, you know, very close and do have a genuine good relationship. I cover Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman press conferences where they can't go through two answers without like giggling at each other, and it gets annoying <laughs> after a while. But I mean, I do think Nick, and frankly, this feeds back into the Embiid thing of Embiid being the center of the offense. I think that now the Sixers have two people running the team in Nick Nurse and Daryl Morey that are much more naturally aligned in their beliefs than yeah. Doc and, and Daryl were. And 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 I thought that showed yesterday.